We don't come from some weak, jellyback, spineless people. None of us. And it doesn't matter what color you are, what nation your folks hail from, how much money you got. We all share the same name. We are Americans. And at Bunker Hill, there was Americans. And at Fredericksburg and Gettysburg, there was Americans. And at Iwo Jima, raising that flag on Sarabachi, it was Americans. And on 9-11, there was Americans who ran towards those burning buildings. That is who you share your heritage with. You do not share your heritage with a weak and ineffective people who cower at the sign of trouble. You share your heritage with a strong and brave people who are determined to hold on to their freedom and for the freedom of future generations. It's time to talk money. And as long as we stand as the vanguard of freedom in this nation, freedom will survive here. And not only survive, it will thrive. The Financial Guys Radio Show. We got a fight on our hand. And our fight is not for us. For all those generations that's going to come behind. Here are the financial guys, Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. All righty, welcome back to Financial Guys Radio Show here on the Financial Guys Media Network. Mike Sparaza, Ron Reinstein in studio. Jam-packed show today, folks. We have a border update. Uh, I did an interview this week with Ben Bergwam from Real America's Voice. He is at the border quite a bit. He's going to uh, give us a little insight to what's going on down there because it's not exactly what Joe Biden and his administration are telling us. We have Trump legal updates. We have uh, foreign wars, Ron. We'll get to that in the second half of the show. Uh, foreign wars that are not going well for America. Sadly, three heroes uh, were killed in Jordan this week or earlier this week. And we have an interview coming up in the next segment, so stay with us. Dennis Hannon out of Buffalo here. There is a national story regarding puberty blockers and him losing uh, custody of his child because of these puberty blockers and his uh, unwillingness to give them to his son, Ron. So we'll talk about that in the next segment. Seems to make sense. Yeah, yeah. It's quite the... Uh, we're living in a different world these days. I, at 31 years old, I, when I was in high school, even middle school, I never thought we'd be talking about the things we're talking about. It's pretty no. sad. Pretty sad state of affairs here in America. But the good news is it is an election year. We have... A, an election in November of 2024 here that can change the course of history for us. I don't think we can go four more years. I just don't think we have it in us. No, not, not at this path of destruction, but this is, however, it's also been laid out prior. Now it's just in full effect. And it's, you know, someone I met with earlier this week, they said the same thing. It's this stuff has been going on for decades. Yeah. Now you just see it no matter how aware and how much you paid attention, you know, five, 10, 15, 20, 30, Years ago, however long it may be, but now it's just right in front of your face, folks. You can't deny it. You can't say, well, things are great. Everything's good. Well, and I think the, the 24-hour news cycle, Ron, social media, I mean, these things are, are showing this stuff. And we're going to talk, when we talk about the border, we're also going to talk about migrants coming from the border, coming into states like New York, committing crimes, and then giving the middle finger mm -hmm. to cameras when they're released, by the way. Yeah. Released in New York City by Alvin Bragg and, and his, uh, his cronies. And, and this is... Every state at this point, look, we are as far from the border as we can be. Every New, state's a border. Correct. State. But New York State, again, for the people that you vote with, vote with or vote for, however you want to word it, felons come first. Yep. You will maybe, maybe come second. They have more rights than you do. They have more liberties than you do. They can do whatever they want with zero repercussion. And should you jaywalk... Well, I don't know. I mean, maybe you're going to end up in Erie County Holding Center. Who knows? Yep. But at the end of the day, whatever, again, shelter, no problem. Cell phone, no problem. Money, 
no problem. Food, no problem. Keep that in mind when you go grocery shopping next time. Because, oh, wait, inflation's slowing down, according to Wegmans, that nice little ad that they're running, but it's not. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know, Ron, if some people have been to the grocery store lately or done anything, purchased anything lately. It, it doesn't feel like it's going down. What I used to no. get for $100 is now 175 um, And to your point about jaywalking, whatever you do, don't do that to make America great hat because you will get in the slam oh, or I'm something sure you like will. that. Uh, and we're going to talk, Ron, uh, you know, a little bit about the 2024 primary at this point, Nikki Haley sticking in it. Uh, in my opinion, wasting time and money mm-hmm. out of the Republican Party. Not that the Republican Party can't waste money because they do that very well, as we've seen with Ronna McDaniel and, and many of the leaders of the Republican Party. Um, before we go to we're going to go to a quick break here in about two minutes because we do have a special guest that I want to get to. But um, let's talk a little bit about, uh, you know, the, the, what we're going to talk to our next guest about the, this push to sexualize children, mm-hmm. this push to change children i think that that i mean they're both bad but changing the the, essentially the genetics of children by making a boy become a girl or a girl become a boy you have to be a real sick puppy to do something like that the chemical castration yeah how how do you sit there your child is your precious cargo it is a miracle no matter how you want to put it and yet you're going to sit there and say in you someone's head if not both parents at the age of five yeah, I think this is really going to be a girl, but it's a boy or vice versa. Right. And that's where here comes a pediatrician. Instead of saying, whoa, 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 let's take a step back. Okay, here's, here's where you need to talk to for gender affirming care. Yep. And then as you, again, you pump your kids full of drugs, full of hormones, where there's no, again, you think this is safe and effective like the jab? Absolutely not. There's evidence of that. Absolutely. Without question. But that's okay. Should you want to, you know, maybe say, I don't want to have my kid to get this vaccine or that vaccine. Well, they can't go to school. Right. We can't do that. But Billy thinks it's, you know, Brianna. Yeah. Sure. No problem. Here's five people you need to make appointments with. Oh, and by the way, your insurance will cover it too. Right. And, and to be honest with you, this is something, Ron, that we should be talking about. These are life-altering. And, yes. And I know we say this about a lot of things, but these are actually life-altering Yeah, you decisions. can't really undo that yeah, one. Yeah, you can't really undo that one, number one. Number two, at some point, we have to have a mental health aspect of this. Five-year-olds, and again, for all those out there that have children, we don't give our children the option every night of pick between 20 different items you want for dinner. Mm-hmm. We as parents here's what we're having for dinner tonight this is the same thing to me you can't just turn men into women or women into men whether they're five or whether they're 25 or 50 yeah no matter how hard you want to try our biology is different but remember team science you question this well you're a transphobe you're a bigot all the above but yet you're going to create 50 different genders and if you dare question the climate Karens, again, another part of the team science faction, well, you can't do that. It's just indisputable. We got all these issues. Is it indisputable? I mean, is it climate change why we haven't had sun? We had five hours of sun in January in Western New York. Is that climate change? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm sure they can spin it that way, although it's out right now. We do, as I was gonna say, we do have a February sunshine right now, which is a good yes. thing here in Buffalo, New York. 
Um, I, I do want to go to a quick break because we do have Dennis Han, uh, Hannon excuse me, on the line. Uh, we're going to go to a quick break. We're going to come back. Stay with us. This is a very, very, very important interview here. We're going to do a national story making headlines on Daily Mail, uh, Fox News, a lot of different places. Stay with us for Dennis Hannon coming up next here on the Financial Guys Media Network. Don't hear no. I eat no for breakfast. Don't hear no. <laughs> Always believe in what can be, unburdened by what has been. All righty, welcome back. That is our glorious vice president there, Kamala Harris. Always great words of wisdom coming from her. Um, I'm motivated. I'm motivated, always. always. She is a motivator. She's always been. Um, folks, if you just throughout the week and you think like us, 833 Finn guys, download the Financial Guys media app today. It's got all three podcasts we do. Wednesdays with Mike and Glenn, Thursday interviews that I'm doing, and then Friday, cut the mic with Mike Hayflick and I. We do uh, seven topics in three minutes or less, and we have a good time with that. You get a lot of information very quickly. Move along a little bit on that that podcast, and our live Saturday show is on the app as well. Download the Financial Guys media app today. We are going to go to our special guest, local uh, Dennis Hannon, he is making, not, not him necessarily making national news, but he is in the national news right now based on a thing that's going on with him and his family. Dennis, thank you for joining us today. Hey, Mike. Hey, Ron. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So I'm not going to say too much to start here, Dennis. Tell us a little bit about, for those that don't know what's going on with you and your family, give us a little background on what has happened over the last few years here. Uh, yeah, so, it, you know, it started when my son was about three to four. Uh, I was going through a divorce with his mother, my ex-wife at the time. And about that time, she started secretly transitioning uh, my son into a girl, uh, meaning she had changed his name and started referring to him exclusively as female pronouns and even assigned him a name, Ruby Rose. Uh, now, when I was picking my son up, he was a boy, and when he was going to school and when he was in his mother's care, he was a girl named Ruby. Uh, not only that, when he started school, uh, in a, when he was about age five in kindergarten, um, the school also socially transitioned him, affirmed that new name, female pronouns, and they hid it for me. Uh, I didn't even know about what was going on when he was three to four until I received a letter in the mail from the school addressed to the parent or guardian of Ruby Rose Hannon. I had thought that they mailed the letter to the wrong address, but the address was correct, so I opened it, and that was when I discovered that I was the last to know in the gender transition or social transition of my son. And I'll pause there, but it just, uh, the, 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 the deeper I dug through court proceedings and discovery, the more I realized the scope of influence and how many people were actually involved to convert my son's gender behind my back. Dad, actually, I know as you said, like the teachers, the schools, and then the ex-wife, how many other people were involved with this, if, you don't, if, you, if you're able to share that? Yeah, um, yeah no, absolutely. So uh, when he was about three to four, he was going to a self-described uh, gender therapist that specializes in adolescent care. Um, I discovered that through court proceedings, and she, at three to four, helped my ex-wife, uh, aided her in socially transitioning my son. Now, this therapist kept no 
therapy notes of any session, and that was uh, her reason for refusing a Supreme Court subpoena on at least one occasion. She kept no notes of my child. Um, He never met the DSM-5 criteria for a gender dysphoria diagnosis. He still hasn't. And she never followed the WPATH standards for transgender care. However, that didn't stop her from referring uh, my son's mother and my son to a endocrinologist uh, at a local university here for the potential for puberty blockers. Ironically enough, the doctor's name was Dr. Tran. Not even kidding, not making that up. Um, and over two phone calls totaling 45 minutes, they decided that my son did want to be a girl. They never spoke to him on the phone. They only spoke to the mother. He wanted to be a girl, and they recommended puberty blockers at age nine. D- Dennis, I don't mean to cut you off. Can I ask a dumb question, I guess I'll say it this way? Oh, absolutely. Is this actually what your son even wants, or is this what his mother wants? Because th- this is the part that I, I struggle with. I-, I said it in the p- previous segment here. You know, We don't necessarily let our children choose everything they want for dinner or lunch or everything because as parents, we do what we feel is best at the time when they're young. Is is your son asking for this or wanting this even? No, he never did. My son has never given any indication that he had any kind of gender confusion at all. And trust me, if he did, he he would have been diagnosed with you know using the DSM five uh, criteria and and having an official diagnosis. He never did. In this case, he was too young for them to formally diagnose uh, him with gender dysphoria. However, they had a treatment plan already before a diagnosis. Amazing. And then after a 45... I was just going to say, after a 45-minute conversation, it's like, okay, let's go ahead and proceed. And it's funny that we're talking about it. Seems like it takes more than 45 minutes. Yeah, exactly. I have a three... My son is three. He just turned three. My daughter is going to be seven in the next couple of weeks. They are my precious cargo. And I'm just... I'm hearkening back. I remember when my daughter was born in 2017... This is, I think, when New York State really got ramped up on this insanity that you could pick X for the gender as we're filling out the paperwork in the hospital for the birth certificate. And you just laugh about it. You're like, what a joke. And now here we are. We're talking to you, Dennis, and all the the turmoil that you've gone through, the mental anguish over, again, just something that, A, your son never once conveyed. B, I look at my three-year-old right now, this is the same, and my son is my pride and joy. This kid is as loving as loving could be. Brady, how about you cover your mouth when you cough? Okay, coughs all over you. Brady, you need a tissue. No, I'm okay. Brady, you got walrus knots or hanging down. Let me get a tissue. No, don't wipe my face. But yet here's a medical professional, multiple, multiple, that are saying, yeah, that you know what, Dad? You're absolutely wrong. You're going to hurt your child by not allowing this to go through. Do I got that right? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. And I mean, I we had a custodial evaluation that was performed by two independent doctors, one of which uh, is a professor at a local college here, and the other one uh, owns his own private practice. It was a very thorough, in-depth um, custodial evaluation. They put together psychological profiles of both myself, the mother, and the child. Uh, they documented interactions. Um, they interviewed people from the school, uh, people that were close to my son. And these two doctors came up with the same conclusion, that this was all an illusion 
that the mother was pushing on the child, and she was parading him in Christmas pageants in public and oh using him to virtue signal so that she could climb the ranks among her social groups. That's all it was. And I feel like this was total lawfare. It was a weapon used against me because I wasn't even allowed to question it. I was just supposed to accept it and fall in line. And if I didn't, then I would be viewed as denying essential medical treatment to my child. And I, you know, my situation would be much, much worse off now. So I had to play ball for seven years uh, and just drag it out until he could get his own voice and start speaking up for himself. I wasn't even, I was ordered, I wasn't even allowed to talk to him about his gender identity. I had a judge order me not to talk to my own son about his gender identity. Why? Because they wanted paid professionals who thought that they knew better than the parents to do it for me. And Dennis, uh, I'll, say, I'll say this. This is Mike Sparaza saying this, not Dennis Hannon, just so everybody out there knows. I mean, this to me is, is absolutely a form of child abuse. It right? is. At the end of the day, whatever words you want to use, this is child abuse, and this is evil, and it's insanity at the end of the, that, that Those three words right there, that's what it is. If I could ask you, you know, I think we're talking about you right now, but let's talk about your son. This is something that, that can cause issues down the road for someone like your son and, and can cause mental issues down the road because they've been told these things and, and their brain has been poisoned for so long. I mean, how do you, how do you deal with that as a parent going forward? It's hard, and, and this is something nobody ever considered the psychological impact of socially transitioning a child age three to five, especially in school. Um, you know, my son, kids rightfully ask him, they say, you know, weren't you a girl? Uh, wasn't your name Ruby? And right now he gets embarrassed by it. So it has followed him because one year he was a girl named Ruby, and then Dad stepped in, found out about what was going on. I put an end to all that, and and now he's he's back to being a boy. So kids ask, and and he um, usually just plays stupid. He just says, you know, you must have me confused with somebody else, and no, I've always been this way. This is who I am. And, you know, he kind of just shrugs it off and ignores it, but he uses a Chromebook for school, and he has access to the years prior, some of the work that he did, and on there, you know, there are things where it says Ruby, you know. When he gets older and he finds a partner in life, whether it's male or female, I don't care, I'll love him either way, but when he's going through pictures of his childhood, it's, it's going to be very confusing how in some pictures he's a girl, his, his first day of school, uh, and then in others, he's a boy. Dennis, do you mind holding over to a break with us? Because I do want to get to a couple things regarding the court case. I know it went to, I think, Erie County Supreme Court. Yeah. Um, and then also, you know, your advice down the road to families and, and people that you know or people that are listening today on, on how they would approach this because you've gone through the ringer on this one, and I think your opinion and advice is very important. Are you able to stay with us for another segment or so? Absolutely. I'd be delighted to. Thank you. All right. Perfect. Folks, this again, Dennis Hannon from Buffalo going through the ringer right now with his own child and his family. And and just, you know, I, I, I'm going to say that I keep saying the word child abuse going on with his own son right now. Very sad stuff. This is getting national headlines and rightfully so. Um, obviously, we're praying for Dennis that this all works itself out. If you need us, uh, you need us out the week, 833-FIN-GUYS. Stay with us. We're going to come back with Dennis Hannon after the break here on the Financial Guys Media Network. And now it's time for Deep Thoughts with Joe Biden. I have not given up at all on the notion that we're going to be able to, uh, you know, how can I say it? Uh, I, I think, for example, the consequence of what we've done, we're, we're, the, we're, the, most, we're the strongest economy in the world today. 
Boy, Joe, um, those those labor numbers that you keep fudging, it is that's the most eloquent way I could say that. Really, you're going to say different, but you know, keep those seasonal revisions up, putting brain with the VLS. We will talk a little bit about the economy and some of these, like you said, the jobs report in the second hour because. Um, I don't know what's happening in America, but everything is crumbling. Our borders and, and you know, um, you know, Ron, you said a jobs reports are just totally not factual at this point. So we'll get to that in the second hour. Real quick, we do have Dennis Hannon, again, still with us. I do want to plug something for Dennis, though. Indoctrinatethis.org. Again, indoctrinatethis.org. You can donate. Uh, he's going to talk a little bit about that at the, at the final part of this segment, so I'll let him plug that. But if you want to donate and help the cause and help people like Dennis, indoctrinatethis.org. Dennis, I wanted to go back here. Um, based on the fact that we're talking about this and the, the, the potential mental uh, consequences for your son, for you, for others out there, are there repercussions for people like his mother that are forcing this on them and pushing them to do things that, at the end of the day, they don't really want? No, quite the opposite. They're applauded. Um, they're, you know, she was, she was rewarded for her behavior. Um, there, it was, I, I've given up on the hope of justice, uh, a long time ago. And really what I'm focused on now is improving, uh, you know, using this story to hopefully bring some reform and visibility and exposure to what is happening. Uh, so that maybe the generations after us and our kids, kids will never have to experience what my family went through. And, and that's really the goal. I mean, really, if, if justice was going to be served, it wouldn't have taken seven years in a trial in the Supreme Court. Real quick before I let Ron jump into it, I think what's so hard about this, this seems like a very black and white issue, right? Like boys are boys, girls are girls, especially kids. They don't know any better. And and honestly, Ron, you said your kids are older. I have a one-year-old, Dennis, so my kid doesn't talk yet. But kids don't even know what gender and, and sex are, right? Like they have no idea. And the thought of putting these things in a four or five year old's brain to me is just that shows how far America has fallen, really, at the end of the day. Is that a fair statement? It is a fair statement. And we want to normalize this. Right. That's the push. It's don't question the narrative and just accept it. Accept this as the new normal. And if you do question it, you're labeled as a bigot. You're labeled as, uh, you know, a, a, the threat to uh, democracy, right? You're a domestic terrorist because you don't fall in line. That's the, that's the kind of bucket that people get sorted into um, just by merely questioning it or saying, hey, let's pump the brakes a little bit and let the child decide what they want to be um, yeah, when they're, they're old enough to understand the, the repercussions of their actions. And, and yeah, it's, that's the whole thing is like you say, like just the repercussions. It, growing up, if I did something wrong, there was repercussions. I said you couldn't do this. You couldn't go there. You rode your bike in the street like this is like when I'm younger. There was repercussions. And now it's just like you said. We we switched this paradigm to let's appeal to the lowest common denominator across all spectrums of society. And yet that's what we're going to give hyper-focused on. This is who we got to placate. And then the rest of the 99.9% .9 of those that nine, are... Nine, 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 nine. Yeah, with repeating decimal. Thank you. Yeah. That are occupying reality. Just as you said, no, you're going to be the ones that we're going to ostracize. You're going to be the ones that are standing in the way. You can't do this. You need to fall in line. Like you said, just all the buzzwords here. Like you said, democracy. Like they use that word existential. You're an existential threat to democracy or the existential threat to the climate for all the climate Karens that are out there.
it's applying to the, like our kids. It's again, like let them make decisions, not where they're forced, not where they're coerced. And like to Mike's point, like you said, you're not going to lay out for your son or your daughter. Here's 20 choices of what to eat. No, you're going to say, this is what you're eating. If you don't like it, you're going about hungry, but you're going to give the kids opportunity where they're, you know, activities or sports or whatever it may be. So they can start to find their way. But in, in that part of being a parent, it doesn't mean, well, let's start the chemical castration of a kid. And I mean, where, where are things now with all this, Dennis? Like, with, like are you still, are are you you able still to, in the courts? Are, you, are yeah. you still in yeah. courts? Are you able to see your son? Are you able to even talk to him? You know, keep, where are you right now with this? Yeah, yeah. so my case is closed. Um, I took it all the way to trial. I lost. I don't have joint custody. I don't have custody. I have visitation. I see him for uh, a few days a week, and then every other weekend. I have no medical authority that was stripped of me when I canceled, uh, when I asked that he be discharged from a gender therapist despite never being diagnosed with gender dysphoria after a year and a half. Um, you know, it was $145 a session once a week, totally out of pocket. And he was just stuck in this cycle and this system. And, and, you know, these were things that were court ordered. Um, I didn't have a choice. I didn't have a say in any of this. And now I still don't have a say in any kind of medical treatment, um, providers, any decision-making at all. Uh, however, the good news is, and that's really the point that I want to touch on here, gentlemen, is my son is awake now. Mm-hmm. When they started this with him, it was it was like you mentioned, your son doesn't have a, your child doesn't have a voice. You know, they're one years old. Well, when this started, my son didn't have much of a voice, and everybody wanted to be the voice for him. So now that he's older, I've really ingrained in him that it's important in life that you stand up for what you believe in, and. More importantly, you make it known what you don't. Um, Otherwise, everybody is going to try to tell you what you want and what you don't want in this world, and you're never going to be happy. And I I think just talking, right, Um, talking about how he feels, uh, that was was key. That's that's pivotal. Um, So, you know, just talking with your kids and, and having these difficult discussions with them before somebody else that's paid to do it has those discussions with them behind closed doors without you knowing. So let me get this straight just to finalize before we get to your uh, your organization there and the, the website for people to donate to. So let me get this straight. So you ask questions, you don't dictate anything, and you take this to court and you lose because you ask questions and you don't want to uh, abuse your child. Is that, is that how that worked? Correct. I didn't believe in having a treatment plan prior to a diagnosis. And they wanted me to continue with gender uh, affirming therapy and gender therapy in general. And I said no. And that, that was how I was punished for it. And that and, you know, speaking out. It's amazing, and, Dennis, and with, with the court system and the laws in this state, with <laughs> how many parents are straight up degenerates and they still have, you know, you know joint custody, visitation with their kids. And all you're saying is, again, let's pump the brakes. He's three, not 13, not 23. Let him be a kid, and let's not do this, and let's, again, see how things go. And, again, you address it as it comes up. And even if it did come up, from what it's what you're sharing, 
your son probably didn't convey any of this. But yet, no, he in New York State, you can be a complete knucklehead for a parent, and you have rights. But for someone like Dennis, no, this doesn't work. Or let's, again, pump the brakes. You're saying again, no, we're going to strip you of you know all the above. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. And no therapist is going to tell you or agree with you to pump the brakes because gender dysphoria is their business model. Well, it's 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 a uh, it's a high profit business now, Dennis, and that's the problem, right? Just like like it letting is. people in the country illegally and letting them roam every county and city in the country is is a, it's a there's a business now, right? I mean, we we have an interview coming up in the second half of the show, and we talk about that with you know the cartels and things and down in the south. There, there's a big business now with this stuff, and this is the problem: profit over just you know the right thing, right? Profit over common sense, and we've lost that, and that's sad. However, I will say the bright side: you said it, Dennis. Your son woke. He woke up, right? And and he is awakened yep. to this. And thank God yep. for you and thank God for your son. I, I I pray for you guys, and that's fantastic. I don't think that's a story, though, for everybody else out there. No, it's not. We were the lucky ones. And I'm, and I'm grateful and I'm blessed. And that's why I'm doing this, because I hope that it really ignites true change. Um, I think true change starts with sharing these experiences and these stories and exposure and I hope that, you know, if it helps one parent or a child, then it, th- then this wasn't all in vain. Yep. It was worth it. Dennis, how can, how can people help you? Yeah, so indoctrinatethis.org, um, I have a lot of content on there. We do a school watch. We monitor schools in the area as well for policies that allow uh, school staff to transition your child without the parents knowing. Um, we post a lot and things locally. Uh, but there's also a donate page up there. I started this organization to help shield from liability and also, you know, continue to spread awareness and fulfill this mission. Um, so shares and prayers uh, is really important, getting this message out there. And uh, I know times are tough, but if you're financially able to contribute, it's it, it goes 100% towards uh, fulfilling this mission and, and making true reform and change. And Dennis, I know you have a couple appearances this week. Do you want to plug any of those? Are you allowed to plug any of those you're doing? Uh, not quite. Okay. Um, I, I, I wouldn't feel comfortable doing that only because I don't want to jeopardize anything. Yep. Um, if I make it known, it might tip some people off as to what I'm doing, who I'm speaking with, and that kind of thing. And I, I would rather uh, play by the element of surprise. So there's going to be more <laughs> to come. Just strap Good. in this week. It's going to be... Get your number two pencil ready. If, if, if you can, Dennis, <laughs> let, 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 let us know when you do, Dennis, because we can plug that and help plug you for you because this is Absolutely. a big deal and, and we want to do anything we can to help you, okay? Excellent. Thank you, gentlemen, very much. I appreciate Thank you. It. Have a good weekend, Dennis. Thanks Absolutely. for stopping in today. Again, that's Dennis Hannon well. from Buffalo, New York. Um, and, and if you can, donate. Check out the website, indoctrinatethis.org. Thank you again for joining us, Dennis. We appreciate your time. All right, Ron, so we are going to go to a break. We have another guest coming up, Dave Mariocker from our office, coming up next. going to talk a little bit about the economy. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about the jobs report later in the show. we still got to get to – I had a rapid-fire session set up here for segment three, but we went a little over on that interview. Uh, Trump legal battles, liberal hypocrisy. We'll talk about Fannie Willis and – uh, Corey Bush out of Minnesota, <laughs> uh, one of my favorites out there. Um, and we're going to talk again in the second hour, too, foreign wars and the border. A lot of issues to get to. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back on the Financial Guys Media Network. 
All righty, welcome back. Financial Guys radio show here on the Financial Guys Media Network. Mike Sparazza, Ron Reinstein in studio. Folks, if you just throughout the week, 833-FIN-GUYS. Don't forget to download the Financial Guys app as well. Wednesday podcast with Mike and Glenn. Thursday interview that I'm doing every week. Fridays, cut the mic with Mike Hayflick and I. And, of course, this live radio show on Saturday. We are going to go to the live line again. Dave Mariocker from our Independent Solutions Wealth Management team joining us. Dave, how are you on the Saturday? Good, Mike. Ron, how are you? Welcome to all our listeners. We are great. Nothing to complain about. We got a little sun for once in Buffalo. That's a good thing. Dave, give us a little uh, recap of the stock market right now. I know we're hitting some record highs from what I've seen. Uh, tell us what you think, what's going on in the markets. Yeah, it's been a real you know, wild ride. I mean, it, and if you look at around, you know, a diversified portfolio, if you have international exposure, look at China, the, the struggles they have had. It's terrible. I mean, it's at a five, six, seven year low. And then look at the opposite, like in Japan. Japan's been in a 20-year bear, bear market, and and now in the last year, it's emerging and doing very well. So it's always good to be diversified, always to be uh, reviewing your portfolio and, and have different exposures in different places. As far as the U.S. markets, and I can comment on other markets, I follow them very closely, but ours has been a bit of a wild ride and, and very unpredictable, and if, if I were to try to cite the phone calls that I've gotten about why someone should sell about a recession literally for the last two years, it would go on forever. In other words, I've gotten many phone calls. So now, right, months later, I didn't listen to anybody. You know, I, I, I stayed the course, and, and we have as well. We do stay diversified, but I'm glad that I didn't sell. Like you said, you know, the market has really rebounded after a bad you know, previous year. It's amazing, Dave, that, you know, you had a miss with Microsoft this week. You've had the Fed pretty much come out and say, no, we're not going to be cutting rates, at least not anytime soon. I think that maybe, again, maybe you can't predict anything, but I think maybe it's going to probably come in the summer to help propel Biden back into the White House. But yet the market shrugs it off. We had seven all-time highs already for the month of January of the S&P. We're on track, I mean, just multiplying 7 times 12 to eclipse the 77 all-time highs that the market saw back in 1995. And just like you were saying, they're, you know, looking at, like, the, the labor numbers that came out this past Friday, or actually yesterday, I should say, it they're not good. I mean, the hourly number of hours that people have worked, they, we're back to 2020 levels, back when a germ was going to wipe everyone out and people weren't working. And yet, oh, my God, all these jobs were created. But the market just is it chugging along. And this is where I would say, like, in your opinion, obviously being diversified, looking for good companies, great balance sheets, all the above. That's what you guys with the investment committee at Independent Solutions do. But do you think that it's chugging along because we will get that rate cut or a rate cut? Or is it just because things have been so out of whack fundamentally for years? It just doesn't even almost matter anymore. Yeah, Ron, you brought up a lot. Let me try to address That's a lot. I, I think we've been in a somewhat of a, uh, a candy land market for, say, 15 to 20 years. I also think that you're correct in, in saying that the market, um, in other words, the Federal Reserve has really babysat the market and nursed it along. And, and, and that means that they were accommodative. 
and now recently, and I, I really, you, you had commented about in regard to things like political, they got themselves into a real ringer with the government and spending all kinds of trillions and trillions of dollars and pumping it into the market, and it supported it and giving it to people to spend. And at the same time, the Federal Reserve then says, oh, you know, you know, I don't want to get into the long, drawn-out affair of, uh, of the economy. But they did say, you know, that, that, it, that inflation wasn't real. It was going to go away. It was just transitory. Go Dave, we got to use their buzzwords. It's transitory. It's temporary. That's but, right. Yeah, and but everything and, keeps and, going up in price like magic. So, yeah, you're right. And then, and then all of a sudden, they were wrong. They admitted, and now they raise rates, similar to in 94. They raised seven times. Mm-hmm. So then the market starts to react to that. And now, in the last four to five months, they changed their tune and said, oh, well, wait, wait a minute. And they became, uh, you know, the market did, you know, respond to that in a negative fashion, which it should. You know, when interest rates go up, it tends to discount future earnings. In other words, companies, any company for that matter that borrows money, won't make as much money because they got to pay a higher interest rate. And you commented about the last 15 to 20 years where, or, you know, 10, 12, we had, you know, perpetual low rates. So we mm-hmm. were kind of on a, a Disney kind of a stock market. Absolutely. So where are we? Where, where does it bring us today? I think that we're more where we should be. And I think you also said something about politically. What oh, are yeah. they doing politically? Yeah, and I don't like to admit it, but it almost seemed like they said, "Oh well, well let's let's hint that we're going to you know stall and then start to lower." And then all of a sudden the market comes back right in a year where there's a, you know, a huge election. So it, it appeared to me that the Fed really pivoted there. You know, I, I don't like saying it, but almost politically wise. But I also too say that if you have a rate in that four to five percent, I think that's normal. That's normal for 100 years. And Dave, so, and that's the other thing, too. And that, that really has come up with a lot of conversations with clients, especially over the last year, year and a half, where the dynamic has changed where, you know, you bring up even like as a, like you said, being diversified, a conservative hedge as a CD. I go back five years ago, 10 years ago of doing this, you know, for a career. If I would have mentioned it's CD, the quizzical looks that we would have gotten saying like, what's great about 1% for two years, or even if you were able to get 1% for a year, you could find a lot of other just stocks that will give you a better dividend yield than 1%. And we are in that normal period, like you said, a four or five percent Fed funds rate, even if mortgages are six, six and a half and on the 30 year side of it, this isn't anything egregious. This isn't the early 80s, the late 70s. Now, again, just being 44, I wasn't buying a house in 1981. But yet you hear that like, oh, we can't afford a house. Well, look, four or five percent is not that bad, but also why the inflation has gone up. And like you said, with the Fed. You print up money, what's going to happen? You're going to drive up inflation, whether you think it happens or not. You're right about that. Uh, where at least, and I was talking to Lomas about this. You know, we, 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 well, I would actually go back six or seven years, and, and that's pretty much all I've done for 29 years. I'm approaching my you know, three decades doing the same exact thing, managing stock portfolios, and conservative portfolios, trying to create, you know, income for people that are retired and diversified portfolios, trying to find growth companies. 
And, you know, I would mention a company like the Blackstone Group, which I've owned since they came public in 07. And, and Ron, you said something about, you know, a, a CD rate or something. Blackstone Group has really yielded in between 3 and 6% between that time, mm-hmm. you know, to present. And I still own it, and I would still buy it. And they still have a nice dividend. So, you know, trying to find those kind of things. And I always mention the tail of the tape. If you look at an AT&T, it's the quintessential way to mismanage a company. And, you know, (laughs) Disney's trying their best to do the same, follow in their footsteps. So it's, you know, we always try to say, we always say, you know, keep diversifying, keep looking. You know, for really good investments. There are buys, you're right. There, there, there are buys out there. You just really have to start. It's like if you go to a bargain store, you're going to find some great things, but you got to go through the racks. It's not just going to be right in front of you. It never. It, well, sometimes it is. We just, maybe we got, you know, something in front of us that we can't see it. I would also mention certain things like, and I was talking to Mike about, in-service rollovers. A lot of people don't know they can do that. And they can take a, you know, if they've been, I was talking to a client, a very close friend, you know, they have, I think, seven or 800,000, and they're only 38 years old in their 401k. And I mentioned, hey, you can do an in-service rollover, go into a self-directed IRA, start building out your per, your your personal private IRA, self-directed, and still contribute and leave some money in their 401k. It's, it's a great option. But I would also say, that, that I look for companies like an arm holding and it's, it's similar to a company that I've owned for literally 25 years Broadcom and our, I've, I've literally owned it that long for clients and we're up, you know, a, an unimaginable amount. And I would still run, I'd still mm-hmm. buy Broadcom today, but I would, I would mention an arm, which is a company it's publicly traded. It was taken private. And now it, it was taken private about five, six years ago. And, it, and it, it's a design, man, it's, it's not a manufacturing, but it's a di- design plant for chips and semiconductors. And it's one of the best in the world. And so it's one that I look at today and I'm buying. And, and, I, and those are the kinds of things that I look for, you know, for future growth. Absolutely. And I think that's... It, it, yeah, it's yeah, it's a haul. And that's the thing, too, with investment planning. And you do an exceptional job at it. It's a haul. It's not going to be... What's going to be the best thing that's going to appreciate in six months? I want to see a 20% rate of return. If that was the case, folks, anyone could yeah. do this. You don't need us, but we got a great team of experts here like Dave at Independent Solutions Wealth Management to help guide that journey with your money management. Thanks for joining us, Dave. Appreciate it. Yeah, remember, you guys, thank you for having me on. And, and you're right, Ron. Investing is, is for the rest of your life. And, and also to pass on. It's not for six months or two months. It's for years and years. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Dave. Have a good weekend. Folks, we're coming up against a hard break here. A whole nother hour to go. Call in 585-325-4580 to join us. Text us, 716-817-0716. We're going to plug your seminar coming up as well, Ron. We'll do that in the next segment. Uh, folks, if you need us throughout the week, 833-FIN-GUYS. We'll be right back here on the Financial Guys Media Network. <laughs> The Financial Guys Media Network, brought to you live and in studio. Now available in your app store. And wages are actually going up. Not just in your industry, but wages are going up. The place where money meets politics. It's a fancy way of saying, 
is median household wealth has grown by 37% since the pandemic, meaning people are better off, 37% better off. Uh, what delusion are you living in? With your hosts, Mike Lomas and Glenn Wiggle, you're listening to the Financial Guys Radio Show. Welcome back. Hour number two here, the Financial Guys Radio Show. Mike Sparaza, Ron Reinstein in studio today. Um, Ron, I do want to plug this. I forgot to do it in the first hour. My fault because That's this okay. is your seminar. We're still friends. Uh, we are still friends. We're, we're going to make this work. Retirement Income Planning Seminar, February 7th. Uh, as always, go to financialguys.com slash events. This is packed, almost packed, I should say. Ron, do you want to give a little plug to that seminar? Yeah, absolutely. Gonna it's it's going to be a real informative workshop that, you know, we talk about the, the pieces that you guys, guys, anyone's been accumulating over their working years from pensions, social securities, your savings, and sort of for, inside of 401ks, Roth IRAs, brokerage accounts, whatever it may be. But once you get closer to retirement, this is where the flow starts to change in terms of accumulation. Now you're going to start to distribute. Now you're going to start to use these sources. But as we put together that plan for you, what's the optimal age to take Social Security? When do we start drawing on our investments? Because it all boils down to cash flow, folks. What do we need to come up with for your fixed expenses and the day-to-day -day necessities that you need? Food for your fridge, gas for your car. Property taxes, should you be staying in Western New York, be ready for increases no matter if you have enhanced or no, not. Not at all, but either way. And then a variable expense is what do you want to do for fun? Travel, grandkids, your hobbies, charities, whatever it may be. We want to help create that plan that will get you to retirement, but get you all the way through retirement. In a nutshell, it means you don't go broke. It's like Dave said earlier that there's money left for legacy, for the next generation. Again, things that are, you know, that mean a lot to you, but that you don't give up on the retirement that you work so hard and sacrifice for when you get to that point in your life. And one thing I'll say, folks, is this is not for, you know, maybe the seminar specifically, but yeah. everything we do here at the Financial Guys is not for just, hey, you're reaching retirement now. These things have to be planned out, and you should start in your 30s and 40s to plan it out, yes. not just in your 50s, 60s, and 70s. Think about this stuff. We are a one-stop financial shop, wealth management, financial planning, uh, Medicare insurance, group health insurance, individual health insurance, home and auto insurance, business insurance, uh, college planning, you name it, life insurance. We do it here, a one-stop financial shop. If you think like us, call us, 833-FINGUYS, or go to the website, thefinancialguys.com. And to get on to this seminar this week, February 7th, 6.15 p.m., financialguys.com slash events. All right, Ron, let's go to, uh, I have a clip here. This is one of my favorite clips of the week, Kareem Jean-Pierre. I want a little of what Kareem is having because th what the Biden administration, and in all issues, what they think compared to what reality is, again, I'm going to use that, I want to have some of what they're having. This is Kareem Jean-Pierre this week about the Biden administration and their accomplishments. Out the last three years, this president has accomplished more in three years than any other president has been able to do in two terms. And so we saw the data coming out of uh, last year on the economy and Bidenomics and how it's working. If you think, um, I, usually I'm not at a loss for words, but sometimes I am. I, I, what world are they living in? The data where everything is made up, and, and Bidenomics. The only thing, the record accomplishment they have created, is the amount of people that have to work multiple jobs to survive not multiple jobs because we're going to take a big trip to disney as the kids are getting older we just really want to do it up where we spend a lot but we're still going to continue our savings still meeting the cash flow needs 
folks, they are living under a rock. They are dumb as rocks, but that's how communists are. Yes. There is nothing that screams, oh, my God, this is better under Trump, Obama, Bush. You take your pick. Jimmy Carter is looking like Ronald Reagan right, right. right now under this maniac's accomplishments that are out there. Again, people are not working. Yep. Yeah. People are working less hours. Okay, wages have gone up, but yet inflation continues to go up contrary to what they say. You brought up, say what you just said about working less hours again, Ron. I want to I I hear that again because my next clip, actually, this is a Gen Zer, by the mm -hmm. way. Uh, I played this on our, this was our Friday fun clip for Cut the Mic this week. Um, Mike Hayfoot and I pick one clip every week on, on Cut the Mic to, to just laugh. We have a good laugh with it. Um, this, Ron, is exactly what you just said with want to work less, do the least they can. Mm -hmm. This is a Gen Zer about how unfair the world is. And by the way, these are Biden voters, just so you know, folks. These are voters that believe in Bidenomics. I want you to listen to this and then we'll comment. Why is it that I have to work 40 hours a week just so I can have a place to live? 40 hours a week makes me $2,000 a month, and my rent is 1660 So this is a two-minute clip. I'm just going to play yeah. that. But let's just let's look at it. <laughs> she works 40 hours a week and makes $2,000 a month. My first thing, my first advice as a parent would be, well... You should get another job, yeah, and you should continue to grow in your jobs and make more money because that's how it works. Or possibly pick a career that True. is in demand. Yeah, and then she says, it's "There's, but I mean, there's a lot of semantics to be fair here." Yeah. However, again, that twenty dollar a moniker of and you go minimum wage or fifteen dollars, whatever. Again, whatever they want to take their pick of, it drives up prices. The Federal Reserve, that's just so revered by Democrats, especially, printing up money. Has made your rent go up. Yep. Well, why is that? Because the asset went up for the landlord. Yep. Or why you can't afford a house, why you're getting priced up. Starting points for, you know, price points for houses in Erie County, it's not $100,000 anymore. Right. It's double. And what's coming here that justifies this? And I'm not talking about the illegals that Poland Cars and Crime Wave Kathy flood the community with. But what is coming here with jobs? Yep. That people are going to find a job that not just pays 20 or 22 or 25 dollars but again a living wage these anything there's nothing this is what happens as you said when you hand out free money and this is not just the Biden administration it was the Trump administration yes. it was the Obama administration it was the Bush administration. they all do it yes they all print money and things go up that's how it works it has to work that way mm -hmm. and to your point Ron what what the the liberal community doesn't understand or they just don't care about is when everything goes up or certain things go up, to your point, rents have to go up. So if, if gas and electric go up, mm -hmm. rents have to go up. If property taxes go up, rents have to go up. If How about you with what you do very well, Mike? How about if insurance goes up? Right. Yeah. You Guess have to what? get it back. You're going to have to raise the rent. Yep. Because, But, again, it's a vicious cycle, and that's where it goes back to the job numbers. Folks, when all the jobs that have been created, again, over the last three years – they have been government jobs. Government jobs mean, us again, more regulations. More regulations stifle economic growth for the private sector. The private sector is 1,000% in a recession. 
but yet government jobs flourish. It was the same thing under Obama. Yep. We have to have a regulation for this. We have to have a regulation for that because you know whatever laws were passed from Albany, Erie County, down to Washington D.C. Take your pick. That is not a sign of a growing economy whatsoever. And just like you said, with this girl not getting 40 hours a week, well, how about this? Work overtime. Yeah. No one tells, again, if you're short, then work more. No one told you, no one told me that, yeah, still keep working late at night when your kids go to sleep because we do it because we know what we want to achieve. There is potential out there to have financial freedom in your career. I, I tell people this all the time, especially young people, because it, this is something that everybody has to learn at some point. I work a lot of hours. Like we, this, this radio show is something that we do on Saturdays for two hours. Mm -hmm. One, there's prep to it, but this is not our business. Our business, Ron, you're a financial planner. I'm an insurance agent. Uh, I run an insurance agency. That's what I do. And I've done a lot of that, 60, 70, sometimes 80 hours a week, mm -hmm. because that's what it takes to meet your goals and objectives. And you can't apologize for that, and you can't make excuses for that. That's what it takes. And that's what the next generation and the generation after that and the generation after that have to learn. Look, at our ancestors, you know, people that grew up during the World War II era, World War I era, in the 50s, 60s, 70s, they knew what work was, mm -hmm. right? They, there were plenty of people that went to work every day at 6 a.m. and got home at 8 p.m. There wasn't handouts times 10. There wasn't, right? And that's what we need to go back to. You need to work hard. Now, does that mean that you don't want to set yourself up to be able to have a freer, more freedom, uh, more freedom-focused lifestyle as you get older? Of course, but that's why you work when you're young. Yeah. And by the way, this girl with my $1,660 rent, well, maybe you shouldn't go to that apartment or mm -hmm. townhome yet. Maybe you should start with a studio apartment that's cheaper. Yes, I know that stinks, and your friends may make fun of you, all this other stuff. That's what it takes. It's not as easy to just say, I want to buy a house today. Okay, that's great. How yeah. are you going to do that? How are you going to afford it? Right. Exactly. We, uh, trust me, I want to live in a 10,000-square-foot house. I want to have a second house in Florida. I want to have gold toilets, but I can't do that right now because I have to work my butt off, and I have to get myself and my life and my family to that point. This generation refuses to understand and comprehend that. Oh, they, it's the instant gratification, no matter how you want to look at it. It's what I need instantly. Okay, your sixteen sixty rent. All right, do you have a roommate? Yeah, good call. Maybe you should do that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I do. Well, yeah. maybe you guys shouldn't have the apartment then. That's you know again thirty two hundred dollars a month. Yeah. If you're living in New York City and the rents are high, maybe you should move to a place like Buffalo where they're not as high, or a place like you name yeah. it that, that is not in New York City or San Francisco or whatever rent style. That's the decisions that you have to make. Life is all about decisions and consequences. Yes. Right? And life is about sacrifices. We all have made massive sacrifices, that include our family, by the way, mm -hmm. to make sure that we can provide for our family and that we can provide for ourselves. That's what it takes. Yeah. Are there times when it's later at night that I cannot wait to get home? A thousand percent. Yeah. Every but week. Every week. Yeah. Every week. But at the end of the day, you know, it's a joke with this with my daughter. Things don't. Come, I mean, she understands money. I mean, she has a concept. I want to say like a full understanding. Just yet, you'll get there. But everything that we do, it's not for free, period. So if you want to do this, you want to go here, you want to go there, you want to have this experience, you want to, you know, you're swimming or whatever it may be. The, folks, this transcends every facet of your life. Yep. I know our listeners get it, but it's the other side of the aisle or the other side of the, just life. They don't understand that. 
if you don't have the money, then you don't do it. Or again, you know, I, I, it's funny though too. You know, like if you get 0% financing, let's just say like a new furniture or even like, you know, when loans were low on a car, that's fine. Then you take that money, you take that payment, start paying ahead, but still be smart. You invest your money yep. over the long term. It, it, the, the best part about this, though, and then we're going to go to a quick break and we're going to come back with a little rapid fire on. The best part about this is it's not that complicated. That's it, the beauty that's, of it. You're right. It's not that complicated, right? It's go to work, pay your bills, don't go hundreds of thousands of dollars into debt <laughs> other than like a mortgage, of course, if we have that. But, you know, don't rack up credit card debt. It's a very simple solution. And the fact that we can't understand this, you know, another simple solution would be don't print money, don't leave mm-hmm. borders wide open, don't incentivize criminals. It's very simple, and it's a very simple formula. America is struggling to understand common sense and the simplicity of this issue. Um, and that starts at school. That starts at school. That but then, at then now, in fairness, that also starts at home. The teachers are not meant to I, – I mean, here's how I'm going to put it. They're essential. However – Mom and dad, similar to Dennis, when we talked, mom and dad have the final say. Those are, again, that is your precious cargo. You mold it, you shape it, you want to get them on the right path in life. Now, if teachers don't accentuate that, then maybe it's time to look at a different school. However, that's what they're supposed to do is instill those values or, you know, fester those values that you've already planted with your kids. Not be like, yeah, you know what? Instead of 10 spelling words this week, let's make it five. That's where you're wrong, Ron. As the Biden administration told us, these are our children, not ours. Yeah. They're their children. Yeah, the, last, forget that. the last thing that will ever, ever, ever happen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the government, yeah. Yeah, my kids are not no. an extension of you. No. No. And they never will be. No. Nor will they ever. Folks, we're coming up against a hard break here. Rapid fire uh, coming up next. We have I have four topics, Ron. We're going to try and do them in two minutes or less. I All have right. my doubts because Mike and Glenn and I never can get that, but we will try. Uh, four topics, two minutes or less, coming up here on the Financial Guys Media Network. Political theory. And folks, you always hear every generation has to fight for democracy. And the lie detector test determined that was a lie. <laughs> back financial guys radio show on the financial guys media network mike Sparaza, ron reinstein in studio remember folks if you think like us call us 833 fin guys uh ron we're gonna do quick rapid fire i'm actually gonna drop it down to three topics two minutes or less here um first one here is donald trump uh the case in dc i don't know if you heard this this week ron um the alleged election interference case against donald trump in washington dc has been postponed indefinitely and removed from the court calendar. Originally, it was supposed to be the day before Super Tuesday. Um, another Donald Trump court case. I, you know, you know, I'm a Donald Trump yeah. guy, but <laughs> here we go again. We are now pushing these off. They they made him seem like he was, you know, the, the worst man ever, orange man, bad, all this other stuff. Now the case in Georgia, which I'm going to get to next, is falling apart at the seams. Your thoughts on here we go again? Nothing actually happened. He was innocent again, yet he's getting lambasted in the media. And It'll be in October. October, yep. November. November. I'm sure that I'm sure it'll reappear on the docket. This is just getting to be the point where it's just ridiculous. Like, I, I mean, I, yeah. you, 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 and the problem is, is that they can, what they're doing now with postponing the case, it, it, the damage has been done, mm-hmm. right? The, the, the indictments is what people know. 
nobody else cares about what happens in the court case. The mm-hmm. indictment is what the people on the left care about. They got their wish. And to me, it, that is true election interference, what the Democrats have done. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is. And it'll, it's going to get pushed or it's going to reappear come the fall. We know that. That's the bottom line. I mean, it, yep. it's this is the amazing thing, folks, too. If you're going to build a case, I get that, you know, from a law enforcement standpoint. But wasn't the evidence like already there? I don't know, yeah. like three years ago, yeah. four years ago. But yet, no, it's coming out now. Give me a break. Hey, this is just another. It's a clown show. This is what communists do. Yep. But democracy is in peril. Using their words. Yeah. Yep. Right, Lego hair. Yeah. <laughs> they they can't uh, they can't figure it out. These folks. Um, also, uh, Ron. By the way, this week it came out that uh, Fannie Willis in in and her uh, side piece and, and her side piece in Georgia. Um, she was paying a love interest money. Mm-hmm. to help her with the Donald Trump investigation. If that's not a problem and that's not, you know, um, I'm not going to call that election interference, but that's going to be, it's a crime one way or the other. Correct. You, you can't be just, you know, having affairs with people and paying them uh, to do work for you. And I'm putting work in air quotes. Yeah. Folks can't see me there, but work. Um, I think another 17,000 to him came out this week in the fourth quarter of last year. This again Everything they say that Donald Trump or Don Jr. does or Ron DeSantis does or whoever. They do. They do it. And they do it well, to be honest with you. I don't condone it, but they do it well. They do it right in your face. They spit you right in the face. But this is the now this is the difference, though, too. The GOP. And I've said this before many times on on the show. They are the Washington generals, while the Democrats are the Harlem Globetrotters, where you could be up by 80 at halftime. And then here come the Globetrotters spinning the ball on their head, you know, putting shots in the net off the butt, anything. Yep. Guess what? And then you just stand around like all perplexed, like, what just happened? And then you lose yep. because this is the mindset of the GOP. You are a bunch of losers. Yep. You, you, you refuse to play to win. Give us our money. or No, yeah, give us our money via your money. Yeah. And we're going to take on Obamacare. Yeah, what happened? Nothing. Yeah. Yep. We're going to take on... You know, uh, anything. And guess what happens? Nothing. Yep. You just pillage, but yet do nothing. Yep. Topic number three in our rapid fire, last topic. And John from Rochester, I know you're on hold. We'll get you in the next segment. I promise you that. Um, Corey Bush. I'm going to actually just play this clip for you, Ron, here. This is a beauty. I've, I, I've heard this one. Corey Bush also uh, paying, uh, as Ron pointed out, a side piece for things. Um, this is Cori Bush talking about why she was paying her husband security on taxpayer dollars. Hey, the uh, the big car. So what was happening? Um, there were a lot of issues with us retaining uh, just good good staff what was happening we had um you know we couldn't pay the uh the big costs for security like some of my colleagues are able to do um and so we we went with what we could afford um it worked out for a while but then we started having call offs um you know uh, people just uh just not showing up to work people sleeping on the job um and so it was very hard for me to have security so i paid my husband instead um, you, you know, and the reason I bring this up is, is she got caught mm-hmm. and now it's excuse after excuse after excuse yep. for why she's paying her husband. And by the way, Corey, my heart doesn't break for you. No, I would love my own private security on taxpayer. But dollars. remember the, their private security. I'm pretty sure they're carrying. Yeah, they have yeah. guns. Yeah, You're, I hate to break to any politician, any elite individual. Your life is not more important than mine, than Mike's or anyone else's. Yep. But yet. Yep. You can have your your husband, 
or anyone else carry a piece. Imagine signing up to defend, like you're going to jump in front of a bullet for any of these maniacs. Yeah, not a chance. Yeah, I'm good. I'll live in the gutter before that would happen. Folks, we're coming up. we get the hard break here. We will be right back. We're going to talk some border. We're going to get to John from Rochester in the next segment and play an interview that I did with Ben Bergwam from the uh, Real America's Voice and uh, host of Frida, or Frontline, excuse me, America, coming up right here on the Financial Guys Media Network. Welcome back. That is a perfect song for our girl that we played earlier that doesn't like to work. Yeah. Get a job. Oh, she did, but just <laughs> not the, the results. Yeah, yeah she, she wants more. Uh, more for less. More for less hours of work. Um, all right, Ron, let's jump to the border here because this is now becoming, uh, it, it's been, but it's now actually getting headlines that it's a problem. Even the liberal media and, and many liberal politicians across the country are saying, we have a problem here. Uh, we'll get to Kathy Hochul's clip that you sent me in a, in a moment here, Ron, but this now... We have we have uh, illegal migrants beating up police officers in New York City, getting arrested, leaving uh, on on bail. Of course, why would why wouldn't they get bail? Leaving on bail and giving middle fingers to to cameras uh, um, in New York City. Alvin Bragg lets them out because of course he does. And then we have people like Kathy Hochul now that are saying, "Wait a minute, we have a problem here." Just like Mark Polonkars, wait a minute. This can't happen. New York City can't send us these folks. This is where we're getting to. And again, I hate to say the I told you so thing, but the Financial Guys radio show has been saying this, I don't know, for three years that this was a bad idea. <laughs> the, the border is wide open. The, Joe Biden this week says, I've done all that I can do on the border. Just give me the power. Well, no, Joe. How about, you haven't been there, so you haven't done well, anything. Well, no, he hasn't done anything but destroy. Yep. However, there's already laws in place, dummy. Yeah. Laws that were passed when you were, you know, in lower rungs of the government. But, yeah, you're right. We, we need you to really bring it all together, Joe. It, it's disgusting. We're, again, all these things are already there. Let people do their job. Stop people coming in illegal. You want to come here legally? No one says boo. Yep. But you want to come here and get the handout while people are struggling? Your tax dollars that you need to put food on the table put gas in your car, you know, turn on the electricity or keep the electricity on in your, wherever you're living, well, guess what it's going to fund? It's not for better roads, certainly not in this area. Nope, I had a pothole last night, actually. Yeah. So, no, no, that is correct. But th this is what you give. This is your trade-off. Keep voting that way, please. And the, the, the amazing thing is Kathy Hochul and, and Mayor Adams down in New York are now like, this is a real expense to us. Yeah. Really? I can't believe it. I can't believe that letting people here illegally to commit crimes, to use the system, to do whatever they're doing, dealing but, drugs, hey, but killing wait, people. Wait, wait, wait. Didn't Orenthal <laughs> Polonkars say that there was no cost to the taxpayer? He did. And then subsequent to that, Cheektowaga and Amherst, which you know was housing these fine individuals, they had a tax increase yeah. just this past January. Hmm. Here is our fearless leader, Kathy Hochul, talking about the uh, migrant assault on NYPD officers. We don't, we don't touch our police officers. We don't touch anybody. Thank you. Right, let me just stop there for a second. Oh. Um, Kathy, I don't know if you've been aware your party has had a war on police for many years now. Yeah. So I'm sorry that people don't believe you when you say you don't touch our police officers because you guys have put them down in every way possible for years, not you, just three years. You put felons First, yep. Kathy, period. On, on numerous occasions. We'll continue. 
I mean, we're hearing a change when it comes to immigration in general from President Biden on down. Do you hear her talk about that? It is also directly related to the fact that these were police officers. Does that have any impact? Does that change anything? Well, it's so complicated because, you know, you're a New Yorker. You What's it's not complicated? complicated. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what is complicated here, buddy, about you just, again, you, not everyone comes in. That's the bottom line. Close the open door. Yeah, close the open door. How about, again, these aren't doctors. They're not scientists. They're not going to cure cancer. They're going to be a drain on the taxpayer. And just wait for it, folks, as crime starts making its way to the suburbs. You can, which, you know what, coincidentally, it has. Say, again, don't wait. It's here. Yeah, you can, you can thank uh, Poland Cars for that one yet again, too. And Crime Wave Kathy there. And then when you defend yourself, you defend your family, you defend your house, you're going to be the ones spending money to stay out of jail. But that sounds like a good deal. All right, continue. So I, I do have to get one thing, Ron. I, I'm going to go back to that yeah. clip in a minute. I do want to go to the border conversation real quick because we do have to get John from Rochester on as well before the final break. This is, to, to that point, Ron, about the border, about closing the door, this is, again, Ben Bergham. He's a reporter uh, for Real America's Voice. He is uh, the host of Frontline America and Law and Border. I want to play this because he says very interesting stuff. The full interview is available on the Financial Guys media app and all of our podcasts are on Spotify, Apple Music, or iTunes, whatever it is called these days. I don't even know. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm not up to date with technology. But download the app. You'll get this full interview. This was really important for the week that we've had here in, in, um, in the United States with our southern border being wide open. This is, again, Ben Bergham, Real America's Voice, talking about our southern border. The question that every American should ask is not just how many illegals have come across, whether it's 10 million or potentially closer to 20 million in the last three years. It's how many of those have bad intentions for America. And ultimately, what can we do about it? How many of those can we actually deport? You know, President Trump's talking about mass deportation, which I think is the only solution. But if you look at what's happening in our world today, but the, the you know, this unholy alliance between BLM, Antifa terrorists and actual terrorists, Hamas terrorists that are marching and burning down cities and blocking freeways. Uh, as soon as we take back control, you are going to have immediate riots in the streets. You're going to have immediate civil unrest. And we're going to see, you know, what, what we saw under President Trump for four years, the coup, the real insurrection against him is is a fraction of what I believe we're going to see uh, in the years to come. So we're, we're heading into a very dangerous, very uh, difficult time for our country and for every single American. Ben, real quick before I get into the, the Biden response and the, the Biden administration response, we use this word apprehension, and, and I, I obviously know what that means and our listeners know what that means, but when people are being apprehended, are they getting released out into our society at some point after that, or are they being sent back? Like, what if, for A lot of people, I think, think okay, they're, they're seizing drugs, they're, you know, they're getting some of these people, but what's actually happening when these people get caught? The vast majority, somewhere around 70 to 80 percent right now, within 48 hours, are released to an NGO. Um, again, the, the major ones, Catholic Charities, Lutheran Social Services, Jewish Family Services, and then those organizations are distributing these people into our interior. They, they are all, within 72 hours, in many cases, they go from coming across the border illegally, being apprehended by Border Patrol, to being in a city, whether that's Chicago, New York, those are the main hubs, but now Boston, Miami, Los Angeles, Seattle, uh, everywhere. Cincinnati, for whatever reason, Ohio, Cincinnati, Ohio, 
uh, especially for the West Africans. That, that for whatever reason, is a major hub now. Uh, but they are going anywhere they want to in our country, and they're, it's being paid for at taxpayer expense. Originally, when we first started reporting on this, I was told by the NGOs that they all had to buy their own way. They all had to show where they were going. Uh, but now they're 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 the the bottleneck is so tight. The federal government said, okay, we can't we can't uh, we can't wait for people to buy their own tickets. We've got to do this. So they're spending hundreds of millions of dollars, not just in commercial airlines, but on charter flights. They've actually stopped using the commercial airlines as much, and they've started going to more charter flights so that you don't see it. We started doing reporting from the airports, and I think that that kind of you know concerned the federal government, and so they've started using charter flights and charter buses to distribute these people. But moral of the story is typically within about 72 hours, an illegal alien can be in our country and ship to any city in the country, even up to Anchorage, Alaska. We've got them in every state in the nation. Yeah, I mean, we, we have them in Buffalo because we're getting them from New York City. I'm in Bob. We're based out of Buffalo, New York, and, and they are coming here now from New York City. And they told us the same thing. This is not a taxpayer dollar issue. Trust us, it's not. And we find out weeks later, of course it is. Because of course it is. Schools now. They're in our, you know, communities. They're they're renting out hotels that we're paying for. So that was a, a bunch of hooey, obviously. Um, yeah. Joe Biden this week, Ben, came out and said, uh, I've done all that I can do, was his quote. And then he said, you essentially give me the power. I don't know what that means exactly, but he, he he's not wrong. He has done all that he can. I was just going to say that. To F up America. He's done yeah. all that he can. We know that, yeah. right? Um, but you see what they're doing, Ben, and you probably have seen some of this, you know, States like Texas are like, we can't do this anymore. So they're getting rid of some of these people and transferring them out. Or they're saying, let's bring a National Guard in and we're going to do our own thing at the border. But then the federal government comes in and says, well, we should cut the razor wire. We should. I mean, the one bill they wanted to pass, Ben, they wanted to not to secure the border, but to process these people quicker. Yeah. I mean, what are they doing? Well, to, to his what Joe Biden said, I'll just say it like this. If I were the cartel and I wanted to create policies that benefited me and benefited trafficking of illegals and slaves. This is massive slave uh, trafficking we have going on right now, indentured servitude. I would do exactly what Joe Biden has done over the last three years. So when he says he's done everything he can, yes, he's done everything he can for the cartels and for the enemies of this nation, no doubt about it. So let me just say two things before we go to John from Rochester there, Ron. In, within 72 hours, 70 to 80% of apprehensions are thrown into America. Think about that. It's a lot. And the numbers are at record highs, and 70 to 80% are just being thrown back in, number one. Number two, what Ben said there, and by the way, for those that don't know Ben Bergwam, he is on the front lines. He's at the border wall. He's at where these people are coming in in Eagle Pass in El Paso. He's down there watching this and filming it. Follow him on Twitter. He's a great follow. I met him in Arizona, great guy. He pays attention. He's actually watching the stuff, unlike our president and vice president. But the other thing, too, Ron, is, when he says, if I was the cartels, I would run the exact same way that Joe Biden is running. When you're doing what cartels want you to do. It's America last. That, that's all it sums up. Yep. It, it, everything that comes out of D.C., you know, Albany, local level, it is last for you. Yep. That's the bottom line. And, you know, again, like there's the imagine going to the airport right now. You and I say, you know what, we're going to go down to Fort Lauderdale. Wife said, yes, we're going to stay with your dad, whoever. And we did it without ID. Well, if we learned some Spanish, maybe. Yep. 
I you know make my mustache look a little bit better. If we pretended we were a different gender, maybe yeah. we'd be okay. No, no. I mean that's yeah. the thing. It's like yeah. they were also doing it where, yep, you board a flight on Delta. Yep. No problem. Yep. Without ID. Yep. Imagine if you and I go pull that stunt in the next. You know when we're done with the show. Yeah, I mean, imagine yeah. if you tried to buy beer without ID, right? I mean, you can't Anything. do that either. Um, tobacco products. I, I'm I'm 31 years old. If I was to go buy cigarettes right now, I get ID'd every time. You do too. Yeah. I mean, that th- you you don't care about ID for certain things like elections and and moving migrants around, but you care about it for things like buying alcohol and tobacco. Doesn't make any sense to me. A lotto ticket. Um, I do want to go to John from Rochester really quick. John, we got about two minutes before the next break. I know you wanted to comment on the economy and the border. I think we could start with the border because that's what we're talking about right now. Hey, guys, you know, it's ironic that uh, Biden, since Biden's been president, we've had, what, eight to nine uh, million illegal aliens invading our country. And now the media and the Democrats are blaming the Republicans for the crisis. It's unbelievable because they won't adhere to this uh, screwy uh, bill that's going to be passed. And it's ironic also that at the top of the hour, WBEN has ABC News doing the newscast. ABC, CBS, NBC, NPR, the Buffalo News, Rochester Democrat and Chronicle, they're all in the tank covering up this border situation. It's unbelievable to me. But, John, in that bill, too, that's going to probably pass, and we'll see what happens as it moves up the chambers. It's going to give illegals more money and quicker processing and quicker processing those bills john and and by the way if you listen to that full interview and you can find that on financial guys media uh the financial guys media app in that interview john you said nine to ten million ben says that the actual numbers are closer to 20 million because they're reporting about 50 percent so it's actually closer when this when this um administration is done in the four years that they have it's going to be closer to 20 million so I, i i caution people Look up some of this stuff and find people that are on the front lines because, yeah, 10 million is terrible, by the way. 5 million is terrible. 2 million is terrible. But we're talking potentially 20 million people that are in this country illegally when this administration is done in four years, hopefully done in four years. Um, That is really scary stuff. And, yeah, I mean, to your point, too, also look at these border bills. These border bills they're passing or they're trying to pass are not to close the border. The border bills are to quicken the processing time. Think about that for a second. It's not to get these people out. It's not mass deportation. It's not to build the wall with razor wire. It's to process these illegal immigrants quicker into our country. That is a problem. And we need, people need to know that. When you go vote in November, you need to know. And, and by the way, it's not just for president. Republicans, I'm, I'm convinced of it, 99% of them are useless, totally mm-hmm. useless, because they don't care. They're making their money. Look at Lindsey Graham pushing war again this week in Iran. They don't saying, care. Let, let Lindsey go first. Yeah, yeah. Let, let us know how it works out, and Let buddy. his kids go, too. Yeah. That, that's the problem. When you look at this stuff, they do not care about you. When John Fetterman is a bigger border advocate than 99% of Republicans, that's a problem. And he is, by the way. John, John yeah. Fetterman might be my favorite politician going right now because the guy is talking common sense in every aspect of politics. I he's moved a long way from needing a speaking spell to he, speak. But, but he's got common sense. Oh, I know he does. I give Absolutely. The I, give the guy, I was his biggest critic because he was reading off a, a, a computer screen in his debates. But the guy is talking common sense, right? I mean, there's very few. Ron DeSantis, Donald Trump, in my opinion, Ron, I know we disagree a little bit on him, but mm-hmm. there's very few talking common sense in American politics in 2024, and you got to take that to the ballot box, folks. Do not just vote for people because there's an R or a D next to their name. Figure out what they're here for. 
and vote for the right people because elections do truly have consequences. We've seen it in three years. John, I'll give you the last word. Listen, uh, it all goes back to the corrupt media. I just named a few of them. Uh, they're, they're, uh, they're the culprits. It's not even the Democrats. If we got the message out fairly, it would be different. Look at the economy. GDP is high. Uh, uh, unemployment is low. But how do we do it? We uh, flooded, the federal government flooded the economy with dollars, and we have inflation, which is worse. So we're behind the eight ball. It's unbelievable. The media covers it up, guys. John, Keep up stop the, the common sense. It's way too much. Way, way too much. Yeah, you can't you can't have common sense these days. You gotta think what's what's easiest, John. What's easiest is just leaving the border open. It's just printing money. That's the easy approach, and that's what we do in America in twenty twenty four. John, thanks for calling in today. Appreciate it. See ya. All righty. We're gonna go to one final break. We'll come back. I do want to talk about the Iran situation. Um, that is heating up right now in a scary way. Uh, Joe Biden is, is, as usual, useless with that. Um, so are all of his uh, people in his administration, his cabinet. We'll be right back. One more segment here on the Financial Guys Media Network. Media Network. All righty, welcome back. Final segment here of the Financial Guys radio show on the Financial Guys Media Network. Mike Sparazza, Ron Reinstein in studio today. Um, Ron, let's go to, before we plug your seminar one more time and the app one more time, let's go to the situation in Iran. I guess it's not in Iran, it's the Middle East and, mm-hmm. and America's weakness. Um, so we have this week, sadly, three American heroes were killed um, by uh, an airstrike in Jordan. Um, and, and Joe Biden's comment, again, of course, is, you know, we will do what we think uh, we're still thinking about things and don't, as the as administration says, don't. That's their that's their comeback to everything now is if you're if you're you know uh, going to think about doing an airstrike or or bombings on any of our people, any of our military. Did one of his lightweights say, I think, a year ago that the Middle East is under record peace? And yes. Like everything yes. is great. Yep. No, that was actually during Donald Trump's administration. But they correct. Can't but I'm going to say yes. like it was said yes. last year. Now yes. it's like, oh, my yep. God, there's all this stuff that's going on. Yeah. Folks, look, we can't even keep our own stuff in order here. Yep. What do you think is going to happen on a global stage? But it's, but again, rhetorical, because you're already seeing it. Yep. Where China's flexing their muscles. I mean, you've pushed two economic superpowers together with China and Russia. Yep. I don't think your diversity, and you know how many you know soldiers want to transition. Yeah. I don't think the Chinese. I do not think the Russians. I don't think the Iranians are sitting there like, oh my God, we better, you know what, we better fall in line. Yep. You know, similar. To what happened under again, I've had I've had my critiques of Trump. Yeah. I have not hid from them whatsoever, but none of this stuff was going on. Yeah. And I think, Ron, you can you, you can see reality, right? There's things you don't agree with Donald Trump on. There's things I don't I'm Donald Trump's biggest advocate. I don't agree with everything that he did. And we talk about COVID all mm-hmm. the time. But what he did do was he tried to secure our border. What he did do was he made Middle East peace because mm-hmm. this stuff didn't happen. But but worse than that, I think, is, again, Joe Biden and his administration. I, I have a clip here. This is Corrine Jean-Pierre ta- trying to figure out how to word that service members of ours, heroes of ours, were killed in Jordan. And by the way, these people, they, they, they 165 attacks on American bases, Ron, mm-hmm. in the last three months. This is not hard to figure out. Iran, Iran proxies, whatever you want to call these people, they know what they're doing, and they're doing it purposely. This is Corrine Jean-Pierre about talking about the three men and women and the courageous heroes that we lost uh, a couple days ago. 
what I will say, our deepest, uh, obviously our deepest condolences uh, go out and our heartfelt condolences go out to the families uh, who lost uh, three, three brave uh, three brave, uh, three brave of uh, three folks who are, who are military folks who are brave, who are always fighting, who are fighting on behalf and of uh, this administration of the American people. Obviously, more so, more importantly, uh, we lost those souls. Could you, could you put someone up on camera that could not give a you know what right now? Uh, it's not hard. We feel for the families that lost their yeah. loved ones, those courageous heroes that put their lives on the line for our country and for our freedom every day. Yeah. How hard was that to say? I didn't even pre-script that. I just did that right on the... This isn't hard. And to your point, Ron, what that feels like is you don't care no. about the men and women that are here to protect us, that fight for us, and all of the veterans that are not even fighting anymore, that did, that have passed away, that are still living today, that do that so we can have freedom in this country. That is sickening to me, and that shows... It was like a bad remix tape. It really was. And again, just because you're there because boxes are checked, Kareen, maybe put on a little bit more of a facade to act like, yeah, (laughs) we're sad. Like, it shouldn't have happened. But when your boss is as weak as they come, no surprise. And we saw the same thing under Obama, and you're seeing it again. And by the way, the American military response was to do a, a bombing, I think, in Syria yesterday. Um, that'll show Iran this time. I'm sure of it. That they won't. They won't yeah. ever attack our bases again. I, I'm sure. Um, again, America's weak. The world knows it. Um, Joe Biden is weak. The world knows it. Kamala Harris is incompetent. The world knows it. The Biden administration is. 100% incompetent from top to bottom with Mayorkas at the border, with uh, General Austin and, and Secretary of Defense. The world knows America is no longer a superpower. And until mm-hmm. we get... Everything will fall, just like yep. a Roman Empire did. Yep. And we're seeing it right now. Yep. And again, I'm not saying that Trump has to be the answer forever, because obviously he can only but do it. But what's out there right now? Yeah. Yeah, not yeah. the answer. Yeah. Not I mean, at all. Trump is the answer in 2024, and then we have to find somebody that can take over for Donald Trump with the same type of – look, I, I know this is this is hard for some on the left to understand that, you know, love doesn't always win. I, I hate to tell mm-hmm. them that, right? Like this idea of just, just love. Evil is evil. Iran is evil. China is evil. People will find Russia a way to evil. hurt others. Yes. You have to have peace through strength, and you have to have I'll, – I'll tell – Donald Trump is, is – can be a lunatic. That's what made him so successful. They didn't know what button he was going to push. Exactly. We need leadership like that. That's how yeah. it works. No, we did. We just make our adversaries more powerful. Like yeah. no more exporting liquid natural gas. There's Russia's bank account growing yet again, guys. Yep. Boy, you really, you really hurt Putin there. Yeah. This, this isn't hard again. I, I, I keep saying everything's so simple, but, but it is right. You need, hey, here's an idea Glenn had on the podcast this week, on the Wednesday podcast. How about you take the $6 billion from Iran back that you gave back to them? How about that? That'd be a start. No, I can't do right? that. Why don't you take out some of their oil refineries? That might be a start. Right? You've got to take away what make these countries successful. And by the way, Iran is also creating a, a, um, a nuclear bomb as we speak, so that, that's good for everybody else in the world. Um, 
you know, I, I mean, I, I don't even know what to say anymore. You know what we'll have to do is we'll have to impound another Russian oligarch's yacht, something. Yeah, yeah that'll do it. Because that, that will definitely get the balance sheet tipped back over in our favor, folks. Yeah, yeah. bomb Syria again, you know. Uh, uh, as, as Sierra, as yeah. Syria, re, again, resisted the CIA takeover. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're just going to bomb you. Yeah. And you're because we want your natural gas. We want your oil. And when we pull our troops out of these countries, leave all our weaponry and, and military things there. Just leave the guns, leave the ammunition. Those are free, Mike. Yeah, free. And don't worry, because they said we've already spent the money on it, so it's not like we have to pay for it again. Well, you do. Um, this is this is the, the Joe Biden ideology. But, folks, we are coming up against the uh, top of the hour here. Thank you again for joining us. Ron Reinstein Seminar, February 7th, 6.15 excuse me, p.m. Register on the financialguys.com slash events. Download the Financial Guys app, Mike and Glenn's podcast on Wednesdays, my interviews on Thursdays, and cut the mic with Mike Hayflick and I on Fridays and this radio show on Saturdays. Finally, stay with us, folks. We need you in 2024. Keep listening. Keep fighting the good fight. Do what you can in your community. Do what you can with friends and family. Get people out to vote. We need to change where we're going. Ron, we got 10 seconds. Any final thoughts? No, I think we covered a lot. We covered a lot today. Absolutely. Thanks folks, for having me, Mike. Absolutely, folks. That'll do it for us today. Have a great rest of your Saturday and rest of the weekend. We will be back here next uh, Friday, I almost said, next Saturday on the Financial Guys Media Network.